KMW, it's Melissa. And it's Stephanie, a very tired sister. Happy Monday. <laughs> Happy Monday, everybody. It is now 8.21 a.m. We made it on time this morning. We did take some time to sort of settle in. Yes. I would say. I was you, here at 8. You were here at 8. I'm so proud of you. Me too. Yeah. I was here at 7.55. Yeah, that's amazing. Bright and early on this Monday. Bright and early on this Monday, I feel super tired. <laughs> I know you're. <laughs> I'm like so tired today. I don't know why, um, because I'm like dragging ass, and it's Monday. I'm supposed to be kicking ass. So I mean, yeah. we got. I got to shift the energy. Well, here's the thing. Like we were talking earlier, and it's like, at least me. If I don't get my one day off, like my Sunday completely off, meaning I'm in bed all day watching uh, Magnolia Network. You know, Magnolia. You don't know. Jo- I've been telling you about Joanna Gaines and Chip. The people from Flip, Flip oh, the Houses. Yes. What's it the called? The other day, and I thought you were talking about Joanna Garcia, the girl from Reba. Oh, and my God, from yeah. The, <laughs> from, I think it's like Magnolia, something Magnolia on Netflix. And I thought you were talking to me about Joanna Garcia the whole time. No, Joanna Gaines. Okay, I don't know her. Okay. <laughs> you don't know who Joanna Gaines is? I don't. Have you ever bought her things from Target? Um. Oh my gosh, I forgot the name of her. She has like a whole Target line. You have bought... Actually, your coffee... Okay, you when have your you coffee? were trying to explain to me her, I was thinking about Sweet Magnolias from Netflix. So no. that's why I was like, oh, Joanna Garcia, I know her. No, it's Joanna Gaines. Oh my gosh. No. For the Fixer Upper show on HGTV and then she has her own no. network now called Magnolia Network. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they're like killing it. Wow. I know, they're amazing. So I love to watch so their wait, Fixer So wait, she's up. in Target? Yes, your coffee thing that you have in your kitchen, like, yeah. like that's from her. Really? Did you not know from that? From Joanna Garcia. No, Joanna Gaines. I'm so confused. <laughs> Joanna Gaines. Okay, Joanna Gaines. Okay, Joanna I need Garcia to do my research is off, an actress. Off the pod. Yeah. Okay. Yes, Joanna Garcia is an actress, and she's actually Cuban. Yeah, she is. Yeah. I think from Tampa or something like that. Okay. But Joanna Gaines and Chip Gaines, they're a married couple from HGTV originally. Oh, that's cute. And then now... They have their own network called Magnolia Network. Wow. That's been forever. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I got to check them out. So wait, you're saying I bought something from Joanna Gaines? Yes. And I don't know who she is? <laughs> yes. Wait, what did I buy from Joanna Gaines? The coffee thing that's on your counter. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. That's from her. From Target. From Target. She has her own <gasps> Target line, which I think is okay. called Magnolia. All right. Okay. Okay, this is bothering me. I got to get on the Target <laughs> app because this... I love Target, Mike. Who doesn't love Target? Okay, I think it is called... Mag- Magnolia? Magnolia. I feel like I'm missing out, although I'm like clearly a part of it. Okay, it's called Hearth and Hand with Magnolia. Okay. This is her. Okay. You know her. No, I don't know don't her. Know her. <laughs> <laughs> you know her. No, I don't know her. No, I don't know her. But anyway, I, uh, but she's cool. She's great. Yeah, so I that's like my that is my new Sunday ritual. It's like have my my I make this amazing breakfast, like breakfast sandwiches or like this weekend I wanted like Latin America style cafeteria food. Yeah. So I got like Cuban bread and I got um I would like to make tortilla, which is scrambled eggs, wow. bacon, cafe con leche. Like I went all it was so amazing. And then wow. I just have to get back into bed and just watch Joanna Gaines do fixer robbers. Or um there's a show called um farm girl in the kitchen or something anyway recipe stuff so i'll watch recipe things i'm like oh i gotta make that like that's like my sunday that's like my favorite type of sunday so i feel super rested and recharged and refreshed yeah no wish i could say the same but i (laughs) so yesterday i woke up i went riding and then i also went to see a baby horse that was so So cute freaking adorable i saw the the video on your instagram oh she was so cute she was so so cute but like you know, I drive a le- an hour, yeah. you know, I drive an hour to the office. I drive an hour to go ride. So like I'm always driving. So I'm like tired of driving. Um, You know, I woke up early and then when I got back home, like I still had like some work stuffs and I just I didn't really rest. Yeah. Um, You know, and we went out partying on Saturday night. Oh, my God. We went to Palm Beach County for Saturday night. Yes. You it guys finally fun. came over. Um, to my neck of the woods and you know I showed you guys a good time like I was like you know last I I got us tickets to this little jazz club across the street we catched a nice little um dinner and a show which is like my favorite type of night 
Yeah. Um, we saw a saxophone player perform with like a live band. It was so fun. Yeah, it was really fun. The food was not good. The food was not the best. It which was not the best. Really made me regret because around my neighborhood, there's such amazing restaurants. Yeah. And I was like, man, we should have done dinner. Yeah. And then the show. Not dinner and a show, but yeah. like dinner and then the show. That's what we should do next time. So I kind of felt like I messed up a little bit, you know. Secretly, though, when we go back, <clears throat> I do want that. There's that Japanese restaurant literally down from it. Yes. A little. Yes. It's really good. I want to eat there. Yeah. We should have Japanese food. Yeah. There. And then. But there's another steakhouse that I've been really wanting to try. Oh, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. We should no, have No, there's that so too. many restaurants so around that many area. Restaurants. I know. So uh-huh. many great options. I know. But we had so much fun. I was cracking up with Christopher because he thought every song the jazz player was, I mean, the saxophone <laughs> player was playing was a Brian McKnight song. And then the saxophone no. player was like, this is for my new album, Touch. No. Chris, and I'm like, Chris. Chris thought that it was like, he was like playing like already, like songs that were out there. So like Chris is like inventing words. He's like, yeah. Oh, baby, baby. And I'm like. You know this song? And he's like, Yeah, this is from Brian McKnight. He's like, I have the C D and then the, like and he's like, I had the C D growing up and he's like making up words like baby, you this or whatever. And I'm just like, How do you know this song? And then the the like saxophone players, like everybody's like, Woo and he's like, Yeah, that's from my new album Touch and I'm like, Babe, this isn't a Brian McKnight song, like this is an original. So like every time the guy would like play a song, he would say, like, Oh, this is from this and I'm like this is unoriginal. No, but I'm not going to lie. That happened to me with one of the songs. And I even looked at Madison and I was like pointing my finger. Like, you know, when you're like going like with your finger like this, like yeah. going with the notes. And I'm like, what song is this? We know this song. She's like, yeah, we know this song. And then we're no, like, and the no. guy's like, this is from my a new, new album, album. Touch. <laughs> and then Chris like, plagiarism. <laughs> yeah, he's like, what the hell? Like, everything sounds so familiar. But then he did play uh, very well known yeah. Yeah, covers um, that was like so undeniable. But he played some stuff from Bruno Mars, from Justin Timberlake. That was fun. fun. Um, He played something from Michael Jackson. You know, it's so funny. I love the Palm Beach County area. Yeah. Because I love, like... It's older people. Like, we're like, we're like, re- like retirees. I think we're like the only <clears throat> millennials yeah, like, no, there, sure. but it was awesome. But these old retirees, I mean, they like, they blast. get it going on. Like, they yeah. are the generation that stands up and, like, actually claps. They, they like dance. to dance. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're doing, like, the the two-step and like very robotic looking kind of dance but they're up and dancing you know what i mean like if it was millennials like i don't know if we would be doing all that it's my kind of crowd yeah like i'm not gonna lie i'm like this is awesome yeah i mean you know you're like the youngest in the room but like they have more energy they have so much energy. yeah i mean they're retired you know they're not working that's so Maybe that's why they have so much energy, you know? They're retired. Um, and then we went back to your place after the, the performance. And the boys, let me tell you, them and that grappa, they still think they're in Italy. They still think they're in Italy. But I'm really happy that our Italian shipment arrived. I still have to pick up my and wine. We couldn't wait. And we opened up a bottle of wine. And it was it was just this delicious, um, just, yeah, for sure, missing Italy. But that brought us back for a hot second. And then we had a shot of grappa. Well, I don't think I had. A no, shot you of didn't. Grappa. Only the boys. The did. boys did, of course, they did. And then you know, like I personally, I wanted to end the night with a little nice like board game, you know. <laughs> but the boys had something different. They wanted to end the night with like just questioning existence at like twelve a.m. And I don't know why. They want to get into such deep conversations. The girls, yeah. we were all on our phones. We were all checked out. I don't even think we were talking to each other. No, we were. We not. were just like the boys are like literally talking about like. Politics and politics Jesus. and aliens, you know, and yeah. Jesus. And I was just like, wow, this oh, is and the such Romans. a mix. The Romans. They and- were talking about like just, I don't know, like very deep crap. And yeah. I'm just like, guys, it's 12 a.m. Like, can we play a board game? Like, can we keep it a beat? Like, yeah, can we keep you it know a beat? That that's like my theme. I'm like, can we keep it a beat? But they're talking about politics and they're all getting into it. And then all of a sudden we just lost Christopher. He just starts <laughs> snoring on the couch. And so everybody randomly no. and very awkwardly was like. shall we leave and i'm like wake up they drove all this way to come see us and you are passed out on the couch we lost christopher way before the couch you didn't see it because you weren't sitting where i was sitting i was sitting like you know on your counter yeah okay on the other side of the counter which is your sink and like your normal area he is sitting on with you know when you slide your back down against the wall that you're like you know what What do you mean okay he was sitting on the floor in the kitchen i thought he was playing with finney 
he was, but he was dozing off. Like yeah. I saw him like dozing off and I was like <laughs> falling asleep. And then he gets up and I was like, and, and he looked, he was just going to sit next to you. And then he just passes out. No, he, he, it was really seconds. cute. I'm like, oh, he's walking towards me. Then he puts his arm around me. Oh, he's going to cuddle me. He starts. He knocked out. No, he, he knocked was out. In seconds, he was out. Yeah. And he starts like, snoring. And I'm just go. like, babe, these people came to visit us. They drove an hour. And I was like, <laughs> babe. I don't think he heard you. I was like, babe, wake up. And he's like. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> so everybody awkwardly just gets up and like leaves. We were like, so uh, we my apologies go. for that. I mean, I showed you a good night up until the very end. Try to. Um, you showed you know, us a good time, but I showed you guys a good night. Hmm. That's that's what what I do. I just want to have fun. I just want to have fun. But yeah, so it was it was pretty fun. Um, I had a good time, but then you know I woke up. I didn't sleep very well. I think mm-hmm. Chris was really tired, so he was like very much snoring. And he doesn't typically snore. He only snores if he's on his back, <laughs> which that's how he fell asleep. And would not wake up for the life of him. I was like, baby, babe, babe, babe. I did. I did. I really right, was right. poking. I slammed the door for, for, like, I did, like, on purpose, just to, not because I was mad, but just, like, to see if it would wake him up. Nothing. Um. So And I couldn't move him. Like, he's a tank. I couldn't, I could not put him on his side, you know. So, so the snoring was was a big thing on Saturday night. So I didn't really sleep. You did not sleep. Yeah. I know. And you need a day off. Like, you need one solid day off. How's Jose with the snoring? He doesn't... Well, he snores a little bit, but it's not, like, terrible. It doesn't bother you? No. Nice. It's not like dad. Remember dad? Dad yeah. snoring is it's really Well, mom wears ear, earpods. Or mom. You know, like, yeah, she's really listening bad. to the Calm app or something. <laughs> like, on full blast in her ear while dad is, like, trumpeting. <laughs> The good thing is that the new AirPods are noise canceling. (laughs) No, I'll never forget when we went to, I think we went to Helen, Georgia. This was like a year ago or something like that. And we stayed in a cabin and Chris, it was like our first family vacation. Maybe this was two years ago. And he's like, dad was there and he was snoring so, so loud. And Chris was like, is your dad okay? Like, because the, like it was intense. Like he, it's he intense. does those snores that he stops at the peak. So he's like, Oh yeah. <sighs> <laughs> and then you're like, For that like pause, you're like, Oh my God, is he okay? Like, is he still alive? Like what's happening? Like, it's kind of scary. It is scary. But yeah, mom has lived with this with how long have they been married? Almost 40 years. Actually, it'll be 40 years. Right. Yeah, no, it's been a, a while that she's been, um, you know, going to sleep with the soundtrack of snores. But now she sleeps with the soundtrack of the Calm app in her ears on full blast. I know. Her favorite is Tamara Levitt. She's always talking about her. Yeah, she's like, I just love Tamara Levitt. I mean, her voice is pretty epic. Her voice is pretty good. Yeah. The Calm app is amazing. The Calm app is really amazing. Although now I've been doing the Theta Waves from oh. on Spotify. It's just a bunch of sounds. I don't know. I haven't been sleeping to anything. I mean, honestly, what I love to sleep to is just like an episode of Heartland on Netflix. It mm. just puts me to like such a peaceful rest. And then I wake up because I'm like, oh, I fell asleep. And I turn off the TV and then I'm out for the no, rest Jose of the No, Jose has to watch Everybody Loves Raymond before bed. Really? I hate that show. I'm not a big fan. I just, I just don't like, like the character dynamics. I feel like they're all unhappy with each other. Yeah. So like it's, it's like, very like bickering and Very bickering. And like the husband and wife, you know, it's just like they can't stand each other. Yeah. And I don't really find that funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's supposed to be comedy, but I'm like, I don't find that funny. I find that kind of sad. Yeah. Like, I'm not into it. Like why are you guys unhappy? Sometimes Chris wants to watch Seinfeld. It's funny. Yeah. Um, But I prefer Heartland. I'm sad to say, like, I'm done with Friends. I was so obsessed with Friends for so many years, and I've watched, my God, from beginning to end so many times, like, all the seasons. Yeah. And now I don't watch it at all. Like, I don't, I'm, like, done. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm into reality show again. I don't know why. It's, like, the whole scandal thing, and I was never invested. Like, all of a sudden became invested. I watched all the reunions. I'm like, why am I? I started watching one of the reunions yesterday, but I just can't get into it. I think... I think it's just so toxic and I think it's like so stupid and I'm just like man these people are like dramatizing their lives like they are making this drama no no no. like I'm not it's too much I just don't know why I'm into it again I'm into trashy reality shows why I don't know 
Yeah. No. Now I'm like, I can't watch anything scripted anymore. It's like I, so I'm bizarre. I'm not on the bandwagon. I know. Sorry. I know. I tried though. Jose, every time I put it on, Jose's like, looks, he, wherever he is, he's like, what's going on? Yeah. No, I'm Nosy. not. I'm not into it. I mean, like, Kardashians are on Hulu. Like, I don't even, I don't watch that. I put it on the background sometimes. They're like a background show for me. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not into reality shows anymore. Like, I used to watch the Kardashians, all, like, the Real Housewives of Jersey. Like, I was, I was a Bravo gal. Yeah, me too. And an e-girl. But, like, no, not anymore. I know. It's hard for me to put on anything. I mean, we had a reality show back in 2010. Nobody knows this, I don't think. Oh, my gosh. Fun fact. I mean, but it didn't go anywhere. Like, it wasn't, um, it wasn't, um. It wasn't aired, aired. But I sold it. Yeah. But mom and dad backed out and that's why it never went further than I mean, that. we should put, oh my gosh, on our Patreon. The we trailer? should definitely put the trailer. The you know what we should also good. put a link to, because it is out, is like that web series that you were going to do on YouTube. I did a vlog. So, look, Steph and I, we used to be Z-listers. Yeah. Okay. I guess we still are in a way. <laughs> I don't know if we're t- if we're even con- like still on like an alphabetical letter on, you know, the list of Hollywood. Um, I think at one point we were Z-listers. And honestly, like, I will say, like, we got a lot of hype after we shared our, you know, a Z-list story. Like, she's the diva from yeah. my America's Most Talented Kids episode. So... I mean, maybe we should share some more Z-list stories, Mel, on the podcast. I mean, it's so funny because Steph and I started in entertainment very young, but like our professional journeys started, I was like 14 and you were how old? 12? Yeah. Like professional, professional? I was young. And then I moved to California when I was 18 years old. Yes. But we had been there before. We had been there. Yeah. We had been there before because we were in a talent competition. I don't think it exists anymore, but it was called Best New Talent. Yes. Um, And I did so good in that competition. Like yeah, you I did. got my first Hollywood agent. I got 13 callbacks. That's That was the first time I ever auditioned for Nickelodeon was at yeah. that time. Um. I want their place as a model. And I was like, I'm 5'4". Like, it was yeah. just ridiculous. Like, fitness or something. Oh, no. Yeah. Model, third place. But in fitness, first place. Yeah, which is crazy. Because I had a little six-pack from ballet days. Yeah. And you had a huge bunker. Like, your ass I mean, I, that hasn't huge. changed. Yeah. But, um, like, I'm sure, like, I mean, those Hollywood creeps were, like, because, I mean. 100%. I was were, 16. You were tiny. Like, you were short. And all these yeah. girls were, like, super, super tall. I know. But you won. And then third place in comedy comedy actress yes um i didn't win anything you didn't win anything i didn't win anything and i got one callback which was america's most talented kids which you and got. i got and i got but that was it yeah for me interesting yeah. i don't know why i feel like you got more nope i didn't win anything um i just got one callback and it was for the show interesting well at least you booked that i didn't book the nickelodeon thing at the time yeah at least i booked it and it people years after that. got to see me on national tv you know which is great sing i want to dance with somebody with whitney houston and call myself a diva and an alleged waiting to be discovered <laughs> <laughs> so that was my best new talent experience so um but it was kind of weird because i mean the whole thing was was uh the hollywood thing is very funny and i do think it has changed a lot from when we started yeah um to what it is now you know like we were just um it was all very smoke and mirrors. And I think that when we first started, like, we actually started in a little company in Weston, Florida. Yeah. Like, as managers, inner, right? Inner focus talent. They don't exist anymore. Yeah, because they were, like, you know, a Probably scam. They were like, a little a scam. bit of a scam. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, like, it was, like, kind of weird. Like, after school, we would just go to inner focus and, like, just be and working train. on our talent. Yeah, because I remember I had a I was in dance line in Pace in high school, mm-hmm. and the coaches at the time, one of the coaches, her name was Christine. She started taking acting classes at Inner Focus, and I had already been asking mom since the second grade to put me in acting. That's what I wanted to do. So anyway, long story short, um, mom's like, "You have to audition to get into the school." Yeah, you always wanted to act, and like yeah, my whole life. Let's let's be honest with the people, guys. It didn't start when she was like fifteen. It started when she was like you know seven and wanted to be Belle and made me the beast every single time we would put on the place for our family like she never let me be Belle like 
ever and you would actually never let me be like a nice little role like if we were like doing you know little mermaid like i was the rock that you stood on like (laughs) out of the ocean like you would never let me like do anything so i was like the beast i was the rock and little mermaid for you um not even flounder i didn't even let you no i wasn't flounder i was the rock that you like (laughs) sat on sat on (laughs) as you you know appeared from the ocean i remember i used to have these really baggy socks and i used to grab one sock and put it between my two feet so i could be a fin yeah oh my god i was obsessed Little I mean, Mermaid we and have Beauty and all the Beast of these were... little videos, though. Oh, yeah, we do. Fun fact. Like, Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast were my go-to. Like, that's those are my favorite princesses, my favorite Disney movies. Yes. Like, those were my go-to. Yeah. But I've been putting shows since I was a kid. Remember, even for Christmas, I used to do the Nutcracker for Noche Buena every year. Yeah. So, every year, the cousins, we would host Noche Buena in our house. And every year, all the cousins, we would put together the nutcracker yeah okay yeah um shout out to balea toots <laughs> <laughs> because we fell in love with the nutcracker and so every year we would just put these like family plays um and we would gather all the cousins to c- recreate the nutcracker every year it was a fight between mel and i because mel is a very bossy girl if you know if you know her and um Ozzy i will tell you yes and you know i don't do well with bossiness so what i have good in me is my leadership skills so what i would do is if mel was getting too too bossy i would gather up the cousins to quit on her <laughs> You sabotaged my show. So that's what I would do to kind of like have this even playing field with Mel. Because if not, we'd all be, you know, like little props and she'd be the only one dancing as Clara. Okay. (laughs) And my the funniest thing was like, I always wanted to be Clara. But Mel would say, well, you could be the sugar plum fairy because she's really the main character. And I would say, no, Clara is. And then she, you would be like, no, but the sugar plum fairy is like, so like, anyways, at least she gave me the sugar plum fairy because at first she just wanted me to be the rat king and then die and then never <laughs> appear again. Okay. <laughs> so at least I got her to tell the me to rat be the sugar king <laughs> <and> never appear. <laughs> okay. So. This is a progression from like the beginning of it. Like I think I was the rat king and died one year. Okay. But then the following years, it was like a fight to get a good role with Miss Bossiness. And like the funny thing was like we we've. (laughs) I'm crying. Are you still laughing? So we had our cousin Jenny, which everyone knows because we've told like we've told everyone like she used to sleep over um like in the summer like for weeks on end and like we would cry when her mom would pick her up but anyways we were in rehearsals for the nutcracker like months leading up no, to since the summer Wena. since the summer yeah since the summer no, we were really we, we were very dedicated no we took it very seriously yeah and like you know so the roles like i mean we didn't have tryouts per se but everything was just like trying to fight mel to get like a shot you know in this noche buena play because she always wanted to be clara and she was very bossy but my i figured out that what i would do was like leading up to noche buena things would get tense you know because we're like okay it's almost showtime like (laughs) while the parents are focusing on the pig and like throwing a party we're just focusing on the play and we're like trying to gather costumes and stuff like that and but mel would get very like you liked the limelight like you always wanted to be an actress like you wanted it to be you have the it factor which is all about me you know which is what we would call right now in today's day and age a little bit of narcissist (laughs) so are you trying to say i'm a narcissist in the most loving way. Hold on. You said that the it factor. Then you're like, and nowadays we call that narcissism. <laughs> yeah. If you have an it factor oh, or like the X factor, you're a narcissist. You just want everything to be about you. Um, but back in the day, like what I would resort to is having all the cousins quit on Mel. So like the you don't get mad, you get even. Yeah. Well, but that, that's, that's your thing. I don't know. I just want it to be nice and balanced you know so if mel was getting too bossy we'd all like be like well you know what we're not gonna have a play you went on strike 
Yeah, I I went on strike. Man, back in the day, I would go on strike. Like, wow, I was so ahead of my time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it was funny. We'd all quit on you. And then it was like realizing that like you weren't enough, like you needed us. And so then Mel would like appreciate us and be like, okay, Steph, like I still, I don't think I ever got to be Clara though. No, no, nobody did. No, but then I got Nobody bumped got up to Sugar Plum Fairy. You, you did. know, I did. I had my little so. Dun, 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 dun. Well, how does the song go? That that's the song. Okay. Um. Yeah, and then so so that was really how it all began. Like we yeah. just started to find this like love of performance. I just and I did my first little play in kindergarten, and I was obsessed with being like on the stage, yeah. the lights, the attention. I was like, oh my god. But I would say Noche Buena kicked it off. But that really kicked it off because I was in ballet. Right. We were in ba- That was the only thing that was as close as I could get to acting because mom, my even my, my second grade teacher, she had her own like theater and she, you know, did classes. Mom was like, no. So my closest thing to acting was ballet. Yeah. So doing the Nutcracker because the Nutcracker has a lot more acting right. than like some of the other ballets. Right. Uh, was my favorite because yeah. we had to act and I did every, I mean, I pretty much did every, my favorite role in the Nutcracker was what they called the children, which yeah. is in the beginning, the party scene. Yeah. Because there's way more acting in that part so of the fun. ballet than the rest of it. Yeah. Did you ever um, get to play a girl? I did. Oh my gosh. That was like my dream, but I always was put as a boy. I was a boy the first year because we didn't have boys in our class. Right. We were all girls yeah. in our ballet studio. So some girls did have to be boys and some had to be girls. I did boy the first year, which I hated because the girls had the better costume because it was like the pretty dress and yes. the doll and the, ha- and the hair. I loved the hair. Me too. Because we had to do like a half up, half down with like these tight curls and the bows and you ha- you got to wear your point shoes. Yeah. I never got that experience. I was always a boy. Oh, I, I wanted it. to be a girl so bad, but every time I would always get <laughs> casted as the boy. And I think it's because I was tall. Yeah. Um, I was a boy the first year. So. The fun thing about playing a boy, though, in the Nutcracker in Balea Toots, though, and guys, we used to, like, we used to perform in the Jackie Gleason. Like, this yeah. was, like, legit. And I just remember, like, with when you were playing a boy in the Nutcracker in the Jackie Gleason theater, like, it was a huge theater. And Massive, yeah. You kind of had, like, so the boys was just like you kind of had free will to do what you wanted You're on right. the stage and be, like play a like do whatever you want to do really because boys are crazy like that right so like it was kind of funny because it was like the lights would come on and like you just had this whole stage and like you could just run around like it's it was so kind of true fun. that is so true with the boys yeah because you had to be like kind of making like drama and like yeah toying with things and right pulling on the girls hairs and all yeah. like that stuff and it was fun yeah. But but I loved doing the Nutcracker because of the Jackie Gleason, like going out of school early and doing the yeah. dress rehearsal and then going the next day and setting up your dressing rooms. Well, and- that's when I found my love for orchestra because they yeah. had a live orchestra. And I remember like hearing them practice for Snow, the choir, and like oh, the, yes. the sound just like led me into the room. And I just that's where I actually fell in love with orchestras and like more so classical music yeah so that was really what set the tone i would say you know leaning up to our 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 z-list our z-list life our (laughs) z-list our road our road to the z-list hollywood this is a z-list hollywood story we made our z-list hollywood story but yeah i think it definitely started there and then it led into you know after when we did that competition in la i was 16 and you were 12 correct or 13. Or 13. I 13. So I got my first Hollywood agent, and like I said, in that competition. And then, of course, I begged my mom. I was like, at the time, L.A. had this thing called pilot season, which basically meant that all of the major networks like NBC, ABC, CBS um, had shows. So they would purchase a bunch of shows for this what they would call this pilot season, which was from January to about April, pushing it beginning of May. And those months, they would shoot all of this, but there would be so much, so many auditions because you can get on a pilot. And if the network, like they would shoot all of them. And then if the network was like happy with, let's say, two out of the hundred that they shot, there's a big possibility you would be on TV. Yeah. So everybody was like, would, my God, LA would be swamped with young kids, like teenagers, like people like me at the yeah. time, because you just wanted to get on a show. 
um that doesn't exist anymore now because i mean the industry has changed so much yes um so i like begged my mom and like this agent was like she has to come out here for pilot season whatever mom's like you got to graduate high school when you graduate high school then you can do whatever the heck you want and i said perfect thanks for letting me know when i graduated i gave her my diploma that may and i was like i'm going to move to la f college i'm not going i'm done with school i am moving to california and in august of that year of 2006 i moved to california with romeo yes and it was crazy and it was fun at the same time because you know there's moments in your life where you're just like this feels really right right it just felt really right like when i was packing up my things to leave to move it felt like that's what i was supposed to do i don't know it was like so weird i wasn't nervous i wasn't scared i was like this just feels right yeah and dad went with me spent two weeks with me we were apartment hunting and getting furniture and like it was just all the things that you have to do to be an adult and i was just like wow and i remember when dad left i was so sad because i was like oh my god i'm by myself yeah i was like in a new state in a new city across the country across i don't know anyone i have we have no family in california no friends i was like oh my god what the heck did i just do yeah. Um, but there were so many adventures that came from there. You used to visit me all the time, which was so much fun. Oh my gosh. I used to visit you all the time. And you know, we, we would, we would take Hollywood by storm. Okay. Yeah, we would. Let me tell you, um, you know, one of the stories that comes to mind was when we were getting chased by paparazzis. Oh my God. At the Grove. At the Grove. Yeah. Then we were like, we were, we were getting chased by paparazzi and, um, you know, then we realized that everybody thought that you were Vanessa Hudgens. And once we realized that everyone thought that you were Vanessa Hudgens, you were going to be Vanessa Hudgens. So, you know, we put sunglasses on you. Like, we we stopped at the Grove. They followed us into the Nordstrom, remember? I remember that. Where else did we take? I mean, we were having a ball. So, you know what was so funny? And I was, like, calling you Vanessa. Like, I was that like, was Vanessa, so come and check out this dress. Like, <laughs> When we figured out that Mel looked a little bit like Vanessa Hudgens and there was actually paparazzi people thought that you looked like her, we would play this up all the time. Do you remember, okay, that time at the Grove, and it's so funny because she used to wear my hair, and now I don't know what happened to my hair, it doesn't do this anymore, but air dried, it had these curls, these right. waves, and she for a little while had her hair like that. Yeah. So I would leave my hair like that. Oh, no. You would be Vanessa Oh, Hedges. I was her. I would put yeah. on sunglasses and people really thought I was her. And it was so funny. No, and they people were... would follow us. I'm telling you, like paparazzi would follow us and people would look and yeah. like a- ask you for autographs. And like I would be like, Vanessa, but do you look remember, at your fans. Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> but do you remember that time at the Grove that then we ended up going to the Cheesecake Factory? Yeah. And what was his name from the- High School Musical was there? Oh, my God. Gordon? Oh, my gosh. Gordon. Gordon. Yes, but it also played even more yes. to the fact that you were Vanessa because one of the paparazzi guys went into the Cheesecake Factory. And then what are the odds? That I know. The, what's his name? Wait, I got to Google Gordon it. Blue? I, Gordon Blue? Cor- wait, is it Cordon Blue? No. <laughs> what's his name from High School Musical? Hold on. Hi. I know I have to Google. High no, but school. could you imagine like what are the odds of that? That a day that we decide that you're going to be Vanessa Hudgens just for fun. I can't. We go into the Cheesecake Factory. Cordon Blue. Cordon Blue. Yeah. Yeah. So Here's Cordon Blue was. Cordon Blue. <laughs> Why are you laughing? It's Cordon. Cordon Blue. But you're saying it like the chicken Cordon Blue. That's right. Chicken Cordon Blue. No. <laughs> Gordon Blue from High School Musical was at this Cheesecake Factory. Like, what are the odds of that? I know. So even more so, the paparazzi guy really believed that you were Vanessa because the other guy from High School Musical was there too. I know. All along, I was a Z-list nobody. I hadn't done anything at that point. Yeah, that was funny. So I was I was like a nobody. Yeah. I was just taking advantage that I looked like somebody that was famous. Yeah. We, we had a lot of fun. That was um, so funny. You know, in those days. You know, having you be Vanessa Hutchins. I know. For fun. And I wasn't booking anything. <laughs> it's like I couldn't even get an audition. You weren't booking anything, girl, but you had the paparazzi following you I for know. a hot second. Oh, my God. Do you remember that time that Leanne and Laura came to visit us? Yes. In L.A. And we took them everywhere. And we got the star maps. We got star maps. I don't know if that still exists. So, like, you could pick up a star, what is called a star map, on the ho- on Hollywood Boulevard. 
and you could drive to all these celebrities' houses. Mind you, none of these houses are like in gated communities. You could just drive yeah. by them. I mean, there's They're tour all buses. Like in Ma- Maholland. Yeah. But there's like these tour buses that people get on and they just drive around people's famous house. I mean, that's so creepy. I, if I was like a real fame, if I was really famous, like a yeah. real famous person, I would not for my safety. I don't I don't know. I don't think that they should that should be legal. Like you literally can buy a map for like ten dollars. Yeah. And then and drive around. You, yeah. So anyway, we drove around all these people's famous houses and then we ended up going to Lionel Richie's house. And Laura Lionel Richie's house was like really high up on some mountain. Maholland. And Laura had to pee. She's like, I cannot hold it. I yeah, was like, she couldn't hold it. I was at like, all. no, no, but we hold on. Like, we're gonna come down the mountain. She goes, I have to pee right now. We pulled over in front of Lionel Richie's house, and we opened up <laughs> the front door of the passenger side, and then the back door, and she was in the middle, and she just popped a squat, and she peed in Lionel Richie's house. So pretty much, Laura popped a squat in front of Lionel Richie's yeah. house, and she peed. I she mean, peed. you know, like that's a story to tell, right? Like, yeah. she, uh, Laura, shout out to Laura for peeing in <laughs> Lionel Richie's lawn. Like that's that's pretty epic. Like I don't think that not a, and like not everybody can say that, I right? Can't. I just, I, that I was mean, so, so funny. This is just like the surface of our Hollywood days. Like we have tons of stories. Um, all the red carpets that we did, all the free stuff that we got. Those were the, those were the good old days where we could go to events and just get a lot of free things. Well, my whole thing is like, if that was like at the Z list level, like I know. what about the A list? Like they're probably getting like free houses. Yeah, and free cars. And free cars. No, for sure free cars. Free, for sure free cars. Yeah. But it's it was really, you know, I remember, so my friend- It's Tif- called gifting suites. So the first time I ever went to a gifting suite was with Tiffany. Tiffany used to be on the Disney Channel. This was before I was on anything. And still so was a nobody. Still couldn't even get auditions. Um, But Tiffany, we used to go, she she was on a Disney show, so she was invited to all these things. And I was went to a gifting suite at the Chateau Mormont. Remember yes. that hotel that's like super famous? Yeah. I could not believe my eyes. I was like, you can get whatever you want. Like every room you would go in, it was dresses, it was shoes, it was bags, it was food, it was everything. I was like, how, how is this like normal life? Like you're just going to yeah. walk into a room and people would shower her like, here, get and like just give her a bunch of stuff. Right. In hopes that. At the time, that she would wear it. There really and, wasn't social media right. at that time, but that she would wear it on a carpet or or talk about it on an interview or something. You right. know, like that's how people used to get press, not like right. You know, not like social media. You know, exactly. Um, and then she would, you know, then throw me a bone and be like, "Oh, you want this?" I was like, "Yeah, I'll take that." You know, and I was like, "I would walk away with a few things, not as much as what she would walk out with, but yeah. you know, a few things." But I used to think that was so cool, and then. When I got on Nickelodeon that then I started going to gifting suites, right. um, then I would get a lot more yeah. things. And, and then, then at the time, the bone. and then I would throw you the bone. Um, and then at the time, social media did exist. So I would start, then that's when the whole thing of like, oh, we're going to send you this free shirt, po- just right. post about to it. And post. I was like, okay, cool. And then they started saying, we'll pay you X amount to post. I was like, okay. Right. Like that's, I'm lucky in that sense that I was able to dabble on that and start yeah. to build and and transfer over to like influencer stuff because of the show. Yeah. Which was pretty cool. I mean those gifting suites were like really interesting and that was really the only reason why you wanted to go <laughs> for the to free anything thing. was for the free stuff. Like you're all about the gift bag. I'm all about the gift bag. Yeah. I remember this one time I went to a Nick's event, you know the makeup Nick's. Yes. With uh with Lydia. Um who used to be my publicist and now she's like a really big CAA agent. Yep. Um, I'm so happy for her. She's had a journey. Um, but we walked out. I mean, I have never, ever gotten so much makeup. In, I mean, I'm telling you, two ginormous bags of makeup. Yes. It was so much makeup. I had to leave most of it at Debbie's house. I remember. Because I couldn't take it back with me on the plane. Yeah. I had a carry-on and I was like, I can't take all this back no, to Miami. No, they gave you like every product. Every product under the sun. It was like... Yeah. It and was like, like every, every color. Every color, every palette, every island. I mean, everything, everything. It was, that was crazy. What was your favorite event that you've ever been to? I think my favorite event was the Latin Billboard Awards that okay. we went together. You oh, and yeah, I went together. Right. Because that was the first like really big red carpet I had ever done. Yeah. Because it was in, it was, I was on the, Hollywood Boulevard. It well, was, in I was the, in the Dolby Theater. In the, yeah. So where they do the Oscars. Yeah. So the Dolby Theater is where they do the Oscars. Yeah. So, I had never been to the Dolby Theater in that aspect. I've I've been to it, like you know, when you as a tourist, right. you see you see it, but I've never been inside. 
to like actually go to an award show. I never walked the carpet. Um, that carpet was huge. It was yeah. one of the biggest carpets I've ever done. I loved my dress. Yes, your dress was epic. I wore a Zina Zaki, a Dubai designer dress. Yes. I still, I remember my publicist, Jessica, said, she says, I don't think you can ever top this red carpet. She's like, because it was so iconic. Like the dress, the the the, the hair, uh, hair everything. everything was so iconic. And so like, I've never been able to top it again. Yeah. Um. So that was my favorite event. And we got to actually go inside you know what's shocking the dolby theater is so much smaller on tv it looks like it's this massive theater it's actually yeah. really small but that is kind of like it's like an illusion on tv i think that that's the theme of hollywood it's all smoke and mirrors everything it's looks so like it's something that it's not and yeah. when you're really there like it just kind of looks uh, blah yeah i mean like i feel like my well, when I got to Hollywood, like I was recording in all the big places. Like I went to Capitol Records. I recorded yeah. a song there. I was recording in Universal Records. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, then again, my story is always like I'm starting to record music. Then the producer wants to get with me. Then shit gets awkward. Like that's yeah. always my you trajectory in music. You encountered that a lot. I yes. fortunately never, I never dealt with that. Yeah. Luckily, luckily for you, I never dealt with that. Yeah, I always dealt with that. I think yeah. for whatever reason, I'm not sure, but it was always that. And it always ended up with like, I mean, I want to keep this episode a beat and maybe we can <laughs> dive into like Hollywood traumas <laughs> on another um, Hollywood, traumas. <laughs> Hollywood traumas without the paycheck um, <laughs> on another episode. But like it was just always kind of like I would always get ahead in my career, but it was always like like a lot of I mean, nothing major ever happened to me as far as like the me too, but right. it was always like kind of leading to stuff like that all the time for me so it was like oh great you're doing so great this is the music you're recording but if you want your songs you have to do this right it was always that right and it was just so hard for me to navigate because i i was a very virtuous woman like i was never um yeah i was not up to stuff like that so it was Hollywood was very hard for me to navigate through in that aspect. But the fact that I got into doors, hell yeah. Like I was, I performed for the vice president of Sony music in his direct office. Like I, I was always in the right places. Yeah. Just not willing to do the extra step, extracurricular activities. You know what I mean? And it's such a shame because it's so funny that it's not that it's funny. So when, I've always been a go-getter. Like I'm, I've always been a person that I'm like, this is what I want to achieve. And this is, you know, I will work hard to get to wherever I need. For me, hard work is not an issue. Yeah. What I hate about Hollywood and, and honestly, I, which is why I'm so glad it's changed so much because it just doesn't deserve, like, it just doesn't deserve anything good because it's such a bad place and it's the people that are in it are so bad. And yeah. so it's sick guys. It's like, so sick. The conspiracies about it are real. Like, and I'll just leave it about, like, it's horrible. It so I remember, like, um, when they were in the Heights, the movie obviously is already out and everything, but, like, in the Heights has been in the works for, like, I don't know, like, 15 years, like, before it even came out. Anyway, when I, I wanted to be a part of it, so I found the writer who wrote the script, and I took a meeting with him at Soho House, and I remember, like, we were just, he was so nice. It was very professional, nothing bad happened or anything, but I remember when I said, like, oh, my dream is to work with Harvey Weinstein because at the time, every Oscar movie was done by him. Right. And I remember him telling me, this was way before any other stuff happened. And he said, if you ever have an opportunity to meet him or have a, take a meeting with him, never go by yourself. That's all he said. Well, he said, just do not go by yourself if you ever have that opportunity. And this is somebody who knew him and worked with him and all of that, but never said anything else but th- but beyond that. That was the whole issue. And that is the issue with Hollywood. Right. That these people like they cover for they, each other. Like they'll yeah, warn you. Everyone but, like, knows yeah. what's going on, but like they don't say anything yeah. about it. And it's crazy because I I went I have sat I won't mention names, but I'll just mention agency names. Like I've sat at CA at William Morris, like many times throughout my career. And every time I would take a meeting, I would go in with a plan. Like, this is what I want to do. I, I want to act, but I've always wanted to write and create. Like, I was, I, there was always, I always had a trajectory. Like, I was like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And I can just tell 
And now looking back at it, it's like, oh, this this girl's not going to be easy to control. Like yeah. this girl's because they, they always ask the same questions. Who are your parents? What do your parents do for a living? Where do you come from? They want to know your background because they want to find a weak spot. Yeah. Once they can find that weak spot, then they can control you. Then then it's like life or death for you. Right. It's like, oh, I will do whatever it takes to get to where I need to get because I whatever you're weak. Let's say. I don't know. Let's say like I, you know, I'm desperate for money or something. You know what I mean? Like they'll find something that they could utilize to like be the bait to get me to do whatever it is that they want me to do. Yeah. And that's why I feel they're like looking for desperation. They're I looking mean, for desperate. Yeah. But they're looking for something that they could pinpoint that they could get. You yeah, know, I mean, listen, and, like my whole thing is the proof is in the pudding. Like all these artists that we follow and stuff like that, they're all struggling with mental health, with addiction, like like nobody just wakes up or is born you know what i mean and and like they're suffering from mental health and it's an addiction like there's a reason why a lot of these people are suffering from mental health and addiction right you know what i mean um like for me the proof is in the pit pudding yeah you know what i mean yeah i just for me i just always i always had I, i'm not trying to sound like i like i'm chewing my own home horn but it's like my head was always on straight like i knew exactly what i wanted where i wanted to go how i wanted to do it and I had, I mean, it was so toxic. Like, I remember I even had, like, this acting teacher that was put me down every single week, basically telling me I don't deserve a career yeah. because I came from a happy home. Like, just stuff like that that would just, and I that's how it spiraled to the, to the depression that I got into so young was because it was so much toxicity and so much negativity and you're not deserving and you're not, you know, good enough. And, like, all these things that it was just like, holy crap, I moved to a new city. And now I'm just getting fed all this negative energy from not just my acting teacher that's supposed to be like, you know, your your cheerleader. Right. But even like the students in the class. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was not good. But I, I'm grateful for that time. At the end of the day, this is how I see life. Like, even if you didn't get to where you wanted to get to. So let's say like, okay, I didn't, you know, become whatever I thought I was going to become as an actor, right? And honestly, like, I don't even think I will be happy doing that today for the rest of my life. I just don't see that for myself anymore. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean that it like it doesn't mean that it was a waste of time in my story of my life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I love that life is like I could, you know, you have stories to tell. You know what I mean? Like for sure. experiences, you know, lessons learned. So many amazing things. Yeah. Um, and that's why after every which way, like I didn't book anything at all. But, but again, I went back to what I wanted, which was to create content, which is that vlog you're talking about that I created. Yeah, which we will definitely link in the stories well, for everyone to see. I first dabbled into producing in 2010 when we did the reality show. Mm -hmm. And that was such a fun journey for me. And I was like, oh, I love this. Like, I sold the show. I had to do pitch but meetings. Was this before my music video? This was Because you produced during. my music video as well. Oh yeah, You're, this was after the music video. Oh wow! No, it was before because we shot it. We shot pieces of it for the for the show. Oh, it was before. Oh my gosh, my it music was before. video. I produced all of that, and it was <laughs> so fun, and I loved it. And I remember when we sold the reality show, and I was like, okay, I think I can do this. I was like, this is cool. I love this. I loved the challenge. I was only like twenty one years old. Yeah. Um. And it didn't go anywhere because mom and dad didn't want to do it anymore. So we didn't go to networks. I had just sold it to a production company at the time. Or really, I won't name names, but it was a very massive production company. Um, and then we, we just didn't do anything with it after that. And then when I got the show, Every Which Way, then that was the whole like Gary Vee thing. When Gary Vee was very popular. Well, he yeah. still is popular. But when he was like telling people like to document your life and all that stuff, then I started dabbling into that. So I did do one episode. But I stopped doing it because it's it's expensive. Like, you have to hire people. Like, you got to pay people to film you, to right. edit, to, you know, it's a lot. Yeah, the whole vlogging thing is a lot. And, like, obviously, like, Gary Vee, he was able to always be with, like, a, a crew. Well, and he has a bit, you know, he has a business. He has a business, so he had these people on payroll. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So I think it was very realistic for him and, and people of his, of his sorts um, to kind of have this whole YouTube thing. But I do think, like, now... The pressure has really gone off on a lot of creators. Like, yeah. I think now you can do so much with your phone. Um, I follow some creators that just plop up a phone somewhere. Yeah. Yes, it does become more inauthentic because you have to physically yourself put up 
the phone, press record, and just, like, that's inauthentic versus, like, cameras just being there and capturing. Um, But I will say, like, I see a lot of creators just, like, doing it on a lesser scale, I would say, like, than a whole production crew. But still, people are following and people are still enjoying their content. And I do think that people are more more likely and more prone to follow someone that feels more organic that's like doing it themselves like a DIY feel than like following a more professional yeah. looking like thing and I think we experience that even with millennial women talk because yeah. one of our biggest dreams with the podcast was to get you know this professionally recorded and professionally um, taped right with a production crew and we achieved that that dream um, but the the reaction from our audience wasn't wasn't as expected. Like we thought that that our that you guys would like really love like that higher quality and that more like button um uh, button right. upped look. Um, but it wasn't translating at all. And like, yeah, like you guys weren't I guess digging it because yeah. we didn't feel we didn't feel any hype towards or surrounding that. So I think like that's what made us just want to come back here and be like as authentic and organic as we can in yeah. our first little studio that we created. Yeah. Um, and just you and I, instead of a whole production. Crew. I mean, I, after each podcast episode, like that week that it's like, we always release episodes on Monday that week. I get texts from so many people and messages and they like the episode. No. So and it means the world to us because yeah. we're not going to lie guys. Like, at one point, like, me and Mel were like, I don't even think people are listening. Like, maybe we shouldn't really do this. And I think that we always want to do it, but we want to do it in a way that's, like, engaging. Because we yeah. really, we do it for ourselves. We love this so much. But we also do it for you. Like, yeah. it, it's, it's, our vision for this was always to create a community. Like, that's, that was the biggest thing. We just felt like millennial women had such, like, a, negative stereotypes surrounding it and we just wanted to create like a fun positive place that people can just come and gather and we did that through events but now we're doing it through conversations we've always done it through conversations that was always the mission so we didn't want to turn our back on it like you know we enjoy this so much too but yeah it's like it means the world to us when we're receiving like these texts or a dm um and just seeing the listenerships yeah you know kind of increase so you know a little plug-in. If you like this, share it. <laughs> if you guys are loving, you know, just listening to our sister chats. Yeah. Because um, this is really what it is. Uh, please share it and just share the love and share it with us. Like, let us know what you love. We're still figuring out and navigating this new kind of... Um, style style yeah. and like and we're also open to ideas like if there are yeah. things that you guys want us to specifically talk about um just shoot us some ideas we are really open to kind of um rebranding together and well, we kind of just jumped into it but we're really open to yeah. to your thoughts but the truth is that we've changed yes like you and i as individuals have changed and i feel like our i'm not saying that it's outdated per se because there is still content that is very, you know, I guess premium. I don't know. Right. Whatever you call it. Studio like. But um, but I feel like we were so trained in the old way of doing things. Right. In entertainment that doing it new this way. Yeah. Feels weird. In a lot of ways, I'm just like, oh, are we doing it right? Because I'm because we're so trained. Yeah. And it goes back to those Hollywood days that we were talking about yeah. that. Like everything was so it's so scripted it's so protocol like yeah it's very it's fake i can't even watch <laughs> so when you're not doing something fake and you're just like yourself you're like wait am i doing this right like it yeah. feels weird because yeah. we don't go into each episode with like this is the structure and like we used to because that's what hollywood had taught us it was like very scripted you know, we had an intro, we had this, we had that, you know, we had the middle, we had the end. And there was really no room for just like organic banter. Yeah. It was very, very protocol. And personally, me, like, I don't do well with that. Like, you give me like some sort of structure and I'm like a deer in headlights. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I freeze. Like, like, what are we talking you about? You got to catch me in my nature. Like, if you want the best of me, like, you just got to catch her. Yeah, I just have to let you be. Yeah, just let me be. The minute that you start like rules and this and that and that, I'm like, whoop, 
Fergie's deer in headlights. You know what's so crazy? Me being so old school in entertainment, I barely watch anything scripted. It's actually hard for me. To, well, yeah, that was to, always the irony of you. Like, you're like, weird. I want to do all this. And like, when people would ask you, like, oh, what did you think of this movie or this TV oh show? God, you're I like, watch it. I don't watch it. <laughs> because I just, it's, I'm a very hard, like, per, a sell. Like, I, I'm very, very hard to sell to. And I'm so into, because I, I do scroll a lot, like, on TikTok, on Instagram, and I'm watching real people's lives. Like, I find that way more entertaining than to me to sit down and watch, like, Breaking Bad for an hour. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And also, too, like, I don't like too heavy things either. Yeah. And then everything is so heavy now. Everything is so heavy. And so, like, I'm just not about it. Yeah. And, like, I'll try to, like, I'll watch, like, Magnolia Network because it's like, oh, when I buy my house and let's say I have this layout, maybe I will replicate it. Like, that's kind of, like, why I watch it. You know what I'm saying? Or the recipes. What am I going to make this week for dinner? Right. I just like real life. Like, I love real life and i think that that's why i am so loving our new style and i'm also loving like just the way content entertainment has kind of like grown like for example i was thinking this the other day so there's a writer's strike happening i don't know if you guys probably don't know this unless like you have friends in the industry or still tapped into it like you probably don't even know this is going on right but when i first moved out to california there was a massive writer's strike at the time that there was a writer's strike, which basically it's the guild of the writers and all your quote-unquote favorite shows are not uh, shooting right now because the writers are on strike because they want more money. Okay, so that's what's going on. This happened back in 2006, 2007, I think is when it happened. And that was a problem then because all content came from TV. Right. So if you if you were on strike like and you were not getting your new episodes every week, that was a massive problem. Now, you have a writer's strike now in 2023, and nobody cares because everybody's getting content elsewhere. Everybody's right. already on social watching content, so they're not waiting for their next episode. They're just like, oh, okay, you've been on hiatus for X amount of time. They yeah. kind of will forget about you. Yeah. So I think it's actually harmful right now to the Hollywood industry that you are on strike because you are losing everybody. Like, no one's going to remember you. Yeah. Nobody's going to remember your show. But I also feel like people show. need to get paid. And Hollywood is very famous. 100%. To like, and these networks and like these record labels, like, you know. But it comes. But, artists but, and talent, like they need to get paid. I agree. But I'm not I'm not saying I'm against. I'm not against the payment. What I think is happening. And this is why I wanted to close out my thought was it's like an it's like a it's like they're they're trying to kill the industry. It's almost like this is the final death. You know what I mean? Like. If you rem- if if people go like are on strike right now for pay and I do believe people should get paid, I think these Hollywood people also know like this is the end of I feel like Hollywood in a way. And so like they're just going to cash out the execs and like no one's going to see the money and these shows are just going to die. Yeah. Cuz like the ads, like, these people survive off of ads, right? They're putting these ads just on podcasts and influencers and whatever. they're like we'll put our money elsewhere. Yeah. Like, it's not the end all be all. And a lot you know, of the shows that come out now. Entertainment they, hasn't stopped. Like, content is not stopping. People are still consuming. Yeah. They're just not consuming Grey's Anatomy. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I remember when Grey's Anatomy, like, was the it show. Yeah. I used to reserve Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Like, I was like, nobody call me. Thursday nights were, like, my thing when that show was, like, at, at its prime, the first three seasons. Yeah. That's how we were consuming entertainment. And when they went on strike, it was a massive problem. Yeah. Now. But now not so much. It's, I mean, nobody cares. Because yeah. everybody's on social media. Like, everybody's grabbing content elsewhere. Right. Is what I'm trying to say. Right, right. And then at, at the same time, I'm thinking, are they not, are these executives not paying them because they're just trying to, like, take the cash and run and be like, let's just burn all the ships and it is what it is? Who knows? So, I don't know. I just feel like it's a... Um, a lot of people disagree with me, but I think it's a dying industry, period. That's what I think. Yeah, I mean, I think things have changed tremendously. And honestly, I think that things are going to continue changing tremendously because yeah. that's just how things are. Things, Nothing lasts forever. Um, like the Hollywood golden age is not the same. Like it's yeah. definitely not the same. It's not the same from when we were there, you know, mm-hmm. 10 15 years ago Mm -hmm. so i i think it's interesting but just to wrap it up right i do think that our life turned out the best way ever thank god um 
I'm really happy I don't have mental health issues right now. Um, <laughs> and I am sane in the membrane. And we just have all these funny stories. And we will be... That's not all, guys. Like That's oh like the tip of the iceberg. Um, we will be definitely sharing sporadically some more Z-list stories for y'all. Um, but, you know, we are just here every Monday. And we're actually thinking about adding a second day of the week. I know. We might. We might save that for like interview days. Yes. Like so we might we, do. We might be bringing back the interviews. Yeah. I feel like our Mondays are like our little reality show. Audio yeah. reality show. Our audio reality show in real time. In real time. And yeah. then Thursdays we can reserve for interviews because there is like a lot of people I want to bring back that I do want to talk to yeah. that I, I want to get tips and tricks from like especially obviously health and wellness. Big fertility pregnancy postpartum none of us are pregnant but you know we want to prepare um finances investments i think it's really important like for us to just get that information from like reputable people yes who is your top person that you want to have on the podcast like let's manifest something right now so like who is a person that you want to interview on the podcast this year well i want to bring sheravine back because i will have so much questions about you know, pregnancy, fertility, postpartum. Like, I want us to be educated in that. Um, I would love... There's this guy named Ramit. He has actually now has a new show on Netflix, but he's about finance. I like... So, I want to... I really want to educate... So, it's so crazy because... You know that guy Dave Ramsey that everybody talks about? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, be debt-free, all this stuff. And, like, yesterday I came across... Uh, I have this Bible from Candace Cameron Bure. And I love it because, like... The back of it, you can kind of pinpoint what themes you want to talk about. Um, so anyway, I opened it up randomly and it was in the money section. And it talks there about debt and how you're not supposed to have debt. That the debt is a sin per se. It's owing money and not paying it. That's the sin. So it's like talking about being controlled by debt and how that's not good and that's not what God wants and like all this stuff. And then that's like the Dave Ramsey mentality, like be debt free, even like try, you know, get your house paid off, like all that stuff versus Ramit's version of money. It's like working off of debt. No, no, no. It's not about it's not. He actually believes to be debt free, but it's about spending money on the things that make you. So he talks about what is your rich life look like? And that doesn't mean rich like money. It's rich like in richness of happiness of things that bring you joy right so we talked about this briefly the other day yeah horses and horseback (laughs) riding and training makes you happy that's Mm -hmm. a part of your rich life yes so what is it that you need to do to have the funds to provide for your hobby that makes your life rich with joy right so like other people will look at it and say but you're not a professional like why would you want to no but that's part of your rich life so like he doesn't judge on the things that make you feel good that bring you happiness and joy right um for him he's like I don't have a brand new car, but I drive, I travel first class. That's what's part of my rich life because I believe being comfortable in a flight. You know what I mean? So that those are just two different perspectives. But like for me, I just, I just want to hear different perspectives. I want to hear different things. I want to learn more about investing um, since we're dabbling into that now. And just like, what are the right things? And, you know, just kind of expand our mind beyond entertainment as i'm hearing you go on and on and on i'm actually wondering like how did we get here and then i remember that i was just a simple question that asked you who you wanted to talk to on the podcast oh but but because i had said sure no, and then i said no, I about money but i was like I wait what what <laughs> so wait can i say something no but can i say something like i'm not gonna sit here and say i want to interview oprah like i want to interview people that like it's gonna get us somewhere yeah like oprah's oh, yeah, not yeah, my yeah. dream guest i know but if i w- if i would have asked you that two three years ago you would have said oprah i would have said oprah two or three years ago but i sorry oprah i mean you can come on the show whenever you want but i'm she's not on top of my list i don't think that she's gonna want to come on the show mel but <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> like oprah like sorry you know sorry <laughs> no Listen. you imagine if we get an email it's like oprah would love to be a millennial woman talker yeah it's right like, yeah we're gonna humbly humbly decline no it's just that that email is like no, would never happen you never know that would be funny that would be really funny imagine if one of these days we're like guys oprah's people reached out and we declined to have her on the show <laughs> yeah she's just not my 
Yeah. No. But if again, if if you would have been asked two years ago, that's what you would have said. Um. Anyways, I'm still here patiently waiting for you to ask me who I want to be on the podcast. <laughs> who do you want to be on the podcast? Somebody from the horse world. No. <laughs> I want Jackson Claude, Turdy Lou. Well, the, I want the, the toast. toast sisters. I yeah. want the toast sisters. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to dying get, to talk with them. We got to get we we should start pitching them now. Yeah. And if you guys are toasters, pitch okay, them. Okay, whoever's a toaster, reach out to them. Reach out to them, tell them We'd love to hear you, sister, sister, um, like a sister, sister podcast a episode. Sister, sister podcast. We we got to make this happen, guys. That's like my goal for this year is to tack to tack to talk to talk <laughs> to talk with the Oshri sisters, um, Jackson Claude, Oshri times Karkache sisters, Curdy Lou. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll show. make it happen. Um, keep on the lookout for that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this was fun, guys. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Have a good week. What time is it? It's time to get to work, sister. We it's gotta go in nine to five. What a way to make a living. What's the thing that goes? Oh my gosh! So last night we watched The Dictator. Is that with the Borat guy? Yeah, with the Borat guy. And all the the songs the on the the in the movie are like um like famous songs but in arabic and oh they did nine to five a dolly parton song in arabic so it was okay. like <laughs> that was like oh my god okay can i tell you i really would love to interview dolly parton oh yeah i love her love her love dolly dolly yes All Oprah, right. no okay <laughs> Dolly, manifesting Dolly, manifesting Sheravine. No, Sheravine's going to be on the yeah, show. Yeah, he'll be on the show. But Jackson the Ramit guy. Yeah. And Jackson Claude. Jackson Claude. And, right. and Miss Dolly Parton. And Miss Dolly Parton. Okay, guys. All right, guys. That's it for today's episode is a wrap. It's a rabbity raps. Guys, please follow us. Like us. Leave us a review. Especially on Spotify. Love me, love me. Say that you love me. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll hopefully see you maybe another day this week. But if not, we'll see you next Monday. We'll see you guys. Love you guys. Love you all. Bye, everybody. Bye.